right, welcome back, NetHeads. This is the eighth episode of the Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide podcast. As always, this is Kirk. And I'm Jacob. And uh, today we watched the School Elections and Talent Show episode. I think it was a good episode. I think it was an improvement over the last, uh, you know, couple of minisodes. Yeah, um, I liked it. Yeah. We're getting into the swing of Ned really here, I think. Yeah, you, you think know? they've uh, finally... Well, no, I mean, I think they've had their groove going the whole time, honestly. The tone is well-established. Definitely. From Ep 1, no doubt. For sure. Yeah. Which, uh, you got to give them a lot of credit for that, because I feel like, especially like, you know, referring to another part, you know, the Drake and Josh show, I think it took them a little while to get into the swing on that one. I, yeah, I mean, you know. that took them um, a full... Um, two seasons. It wasn't until really season three when stuff was consistently like super good. Yeah. So you know. But anyway, we we do. Uh, you know, I guess I'll. I guess we'll address real quick. Of course, we're both self quarantining. Yep. You know, that's just what's happening right now. I'm sure you guys, if you're listening to this in the beginning of 2020, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, COVID is right? in full swing. Everybody is quarantined. Um, I've, I've pretty much been here for a few days now. <laughs> yeah. I'm working from home. Nice. It's not bad. Um, uh, yeah, we're recording remotely. Kirk is as we always do, honestly, it's, yeah, it's nothing, nothing has changed. <laughs> um, so the first episode, um, of this half was the talent show episode. Um, exactly. and this is actually, I, 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 this is, um, Mr. Wright gets an A episode this time. We, we've addressed this before. It seems like he was getting B you know, the second uh, half of the minisode um, pretty consistently up until this one. That's true. And um, he starts like right in the beginning as he always does. But this time they're like outside and he's like walking with the crew for some reason. <laughs> he's like yeah, walking and they talking. Must have, like, they must have like a courtyard or something. Yeah, they have that. F- well, actually, it must not be the front because the f- exterior front shots do not show like any benches or anything. So right. it's some sort of other courtyard. You're right. Yeah, I don't know where they're it, at. If Yeah, it's like if you're out up front of the school, it's like you've left the school, basically. Pretty much. Um, but Mr. Wright is really pumped for his new talent show. Uh, he does it every year and everybody hates it every single year. He's very restrictive on what he allows in the talent show. He only allows oh. like classical music. Yep. And, uh, you know, tap dancing, but bland tap dancing. Yeah, only the classical arts, um, for whatever reason. Um, right. And Mose hates her tap routine. Um, he calls her out straight away. He's like, yours is always the goat. She don't loves it. Do it. I mean, yeah, she's... I, you, they, they show a flashback, I guess, from when she was in sixth grade doing the routine. Um, she doesn't look like she's enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely not. not. Um, and uh, the, the squirrely yeah. kid, um, what's his name? Martin Quirley. He, uh, um, always does a cello routine, but this year he wants to switch it up and do like some sort of it, like hip hop version of a cello. I don't know. Well, not, really, not a hundred percent sure. Really it's drum and bass is the music that he's playing. Uh, it's like fast drum and bass and he's supposed to play cello. But now at first, initially he pulls out his, uh, his ghetto blaster and uh, <laughs> Mr. Wright shuts him down right away and we don't get to see him play. Yeah, he did. We'll and that's come back really to, a fucking We'll come back shame. to that later. Cuz uh, he does end up performing. And Coconut Head shows up with a uh, bubble wrap suit that he's wearing, like a jumpsuit. It's very impressive. Um and Lisa just starts burping the ABCs, which we can only imagine that is her saying, "I want to do this for the talent show." 
Yeah, and he shuts both of them down. He says that the talent show is not ready for you guys. You guys are talentless, just <laughs> hacks. <laughs> um, and they do say that the school, um, they call it JKPMS. They do, they do, yeah. So that's that's what they call the school. <laughs> they also end up like just hanging out in the lunchroom at one at in the next scene, and they're just like they're like sitting up on the table, aren't they? Like, like not on the benches, but they're like up higher. That's very possible. I don't necessarily remember that specifically. I that's, just remember that's they were what saying, it looks like. Of, yeah, they were talking about how there's talent everywhere. There's people. There's carnies in the school apparently. There's people riding unicycles. There's people juggling. There's people, you know, doing all kind of weird little little things that are, you know, you can you can call them talents if you yeah. want to. Um, but yeah, they're like, man, this is horseshit. And apparently, the talent show is mandatory to attend, which I feel like is not the way talent shows work usually, right? No, usually I would think that they were like an after hours event. Exactly. Right. You know, like it's seven p.m. Uh, you know. Yeah, you, you roll up back. with mon pa. Yeah, exactly. Your parents are there. Everyone's there. Nope. This one's at 1 o'clock p.m. on a Friday. Yeah. Um, so that's the universe they've built, at least. Yeah. Did we uh, did we talk about the um, the circus students that are in the cafeteria? Yeah, the carnies. Right. There's people <laughs> juggling. Um, there's people riding unicycles, and they're like, Wait, why aren't we showcasing all of this mad talent that's oozing out of the school? Just because Mr. Wright is like some sort of fascist or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he really doesn't want any change. He's like so set in his ways, which is unfortunate. Which I, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess on one level, you know, you got to respect a man like that knows what he wants. But like, come on, you can't you can't you can't limit people's expression that much and then expect them to like have a good time he's like always surprised he's he's always like why is nobody like this it's like come on man (laughs) yeah i don't understand (laughs) that aspect of it like he should for sure be able to tell that everybody's just having a bad time and that they're just there because like they have to be like it's literally a mandatory thing he makes it mandatory right and uh, i don't remember how it gets like ned ends up one-on-one talking to Mr. Monroe about this. Does he go to him specifically to talk about this for like, or is he looking for advice? Yeah. They're like trying to find a room to do this in. And they're like, um, you could ask teachers and they, they immediately go to him and, uh, he like on the DL lets him use his room. He like drops his keys and he's like, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Wouldn't it be crazy if I like just forgot these keys here and then maybe someone found them and then got into the room. And yeah, it be and crazy then, if they like if you like asked Gordy to build a stage and move all these desks out of this room. Yeah, you didn't hear from me. And then he runs out of the room, and Ned has the uh, he 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 got his venue. Mister Monroe is a self-proclaimed supporter of the arts, especially subversive arts. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so then they start going through different talents that are like bizarre talents. And um, talent, he says. one of them is the nut crunch where like Billy is smashing nuts with his head. Yeah, um, they'll put like a, what is, is it a walnut? Like a full walnut? I, I think, think it was. was. Yeah, it was it like was, a nut that you don't see any other time of the year except for around Christmas time. And also, wouldn't that be a chestnut? Those two, but it wasn't a chestnut. Those look different. That's uh, chestnuts are, are the Christmas nut though, aren't they? The, well, the, the Chestnuts <laughs> roasting on a fire. That's the most Isn't Christmas nut. But there huh? are there's like a set of mixed Christmas nuts. I feel like that are 
that's the time of year that you see nuts because people have nutcrackers out, right? That's so. true. The nuts that we always had um, at the holidays time were uh, pecans, though. Okay. Maybe that's a Florida thing. I think it was only well, for some reason, like my grandma would like show up with like a huge bag of pecans and that's what we would use to make um, like we'd put them in all the cookies and stuff that we you'd made. Make, you'd make pecan sandies. We didn't make any pecan sandies. No, but my mom would we would like I was see I was on duty of like crushing them up. So like we had this dope grinder that I would use and like you grind didn't use your forehead. I didn't use my forehead, no. But she would put them in nuts, or she would put them in cookies, like um, just cookies that, like normal ones, like chocolate chip cookies. We'd toss some fucking nuts in them. Yeah. <laughs> really making them a hazard for people that couldn't eat nuts. Just ruining <laughs> the cookies, really. No, no, no. They're <laughs> good stuff. They're really nah, fine, yeah. really finely chopped. So act honestly, it just added texture. Almost a nut flour. <laughs> I don't know about that. Finally. But uh, the, one of the uh, other kids, yeah. He, he, but kid actually, that, I do want to say that they called okay. the Nut Crunch one the uh, useful talent. Right, exactly. Because these guys were but, like, hungry, what the fuck? hungry for nuts. <laughs> they had a bunch of nuts in a shell, and they were wanting to eat them. You could so. crack that bitch any other way. With what? You say you could crack that bitch with a textbook on the on the desk? I think you could. Right. That's probably the best option like given the tools that they had at their disposal yeah and then they had the one or well actually in the between this i didn't write it down but uh lisa comes yeah. back up with her alphabet burping and then they show the one that bite guy. that is well that was the entertaining talent the one so. bite no lisa oh hers was not entertaining that shit's gross no yeah exactly it's gross but go on <laughs> Oh, the one bite guy, guy, he um he like eats an entire like deli sub in one bite. He just like pushes it down his throat. Yeah, and he's wearing I mean, a dope ring. I don't <laughs> know just... if you call it a class ring or like some no. sort of a signet ring. Yeah, I don't think it was a class ring cuz it looked too thin. It didn't look bulky enough. What um, finger was it on? I think it was on his ring finger. It was gold. It was gold. It was pretty but sweet. Yeah, he... I, what, I don't remember how they described his talent. Um, I don't either. They they just kind of talk about him and they show him, and it's really insane to watch. And he actually is in the crowd later in the um, talent show as well. Um, yeah. But then well, the Cook way they starts edited, advertising. Like he, eat, he eats one piece of it, and then it cuts away to people being like, oh, my God, and then, you know, further, like, you know. Yeah, we didn't, yeah. You don't he, see it all in one take. No, they couldn't do that. Unfortunately. They didn't have the budget for that shit. Yeah, then um, we see Moe's. She goes over to Chop Sauce. She's like, "I hate, I hate this freedom. I don't know what to do. I can't think of a talent." You know, isn't Cook's and, thing before that? Oh, with the which which Cook thing? when he's when he's advertising. Oh, I think you're right. I didn't take any notes on that. You can go over that real quick. Oh, uh, <laughs> so Cook, he's he's just like advertising for the talent show in the hallway. And um, he has got, like, a sign on his back, and he's talking about how cool this talent show is, and it's at the exact same time as Monroe's. Um, and then Monroe, like, catches him in the hallway, and they do, like, this crazy thing where, like, they're, they're like, running after each other, like, cartoon style. There's, like, a graphic for it. Um, That's right. Yeah. And then the sign ends up on the back of Mr. Uh, Mr. Wright's back instead. Yeah, he, he dupes him. He, he bugs bunnies him. Yeah, he, he he cartoons his ass. Um, so 
Cook gets away scot-free and Mr. Wright doesn't know about it. He's none the wiser. And then the chop saw bit. Right. And we noticed that chop saw has very inconsistently, occasionally wooden appendages. Yeah, so this episode and the next one coming up uh, are the first times I really looked and realized, but they... Um, his hand is definitely not wooden. He's using both hands very fluidly like you would a real hand. He's bending both of them. Um, and in, what is it, the original episode? I think it's the pilot. They show him having a, like, fake wooden hand. Right. Yeah. So, I guess they didn't want to commit to that bit. They should have. I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't either. But, uh, basically we find out that, uh, you know, Chopsaw goes like to Mo and she's like, you know, convinces her that she's talented at woodworking. Basically, I think he affirms that in her head. And uh, yeah, he doesn't he's do always been outright. blown away by her shit. Oh, he's she's she's his favorite for sure. Yeah. I think after that, we go to the back to Mr. Monroe's room, which has been completely renovated by Gordy. Gordy's built this incredible stage with lights and a frickin um curtain and everything he's put you know stadium seating or whatever in there yes it's very he really dope. yeah he pulled out all the stops but uh no one showed up it's 1 p.m they uh, ned and cook are in there they're like where is everybody because they held it at the same time as mr wright's official talent show ballsy yeah. move they were hoping people would skip the real one but everybody is is seemingly too afraid to do it well that's what makes it so subversive <laughs> Um, yeah, so then Cook goes on a recon mission, um, to Mr. Wright's talent show and starts basically spreading false rumors that this is the, the shit talent show and they are hosting the dopest one, which well, he only, he only went there to just see it, what the crowd was like. Well, I mean, everyone was there cause they had to be there and they weren't false rumors. I mean, you know, being... well, the false rumor part of it was that his show was the dopest one. No one was actually there. That's true. That's true. He was he was fudging he was fudging the truth there a little bit. And they actually they like keep cutting back to him and he just keeps scooting down the like uh mm-hmm. stadium seating and just keeps whispering to people, pretty lame talent show. <laughs> He's convincing people to go though, and so are the acts already like backstage at, at the at the Ned Talent Palooza? I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um I didn't see any of the people that end up performing on stage in the audience of the other talent show. So it's right. definitely possible they were just like queued up and ready to go. They're like, we're they're just waiting for an audience to go on for. Cause otherwise like people are showing up over there. They're like, wait, there's nothing, there's nothing going on over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there's these clarinet playing twins. Yeah. I don't know who they are. They've never showed them before. They're at the Mr. Right talent show. They are playing clarinet for so long. Yes, the entire time. The entire co- coconut head goes on. He does his bubble uh, rap. Uh, Backpack boy dance. goes on. Zemo goes on. Burps the whole alphabet, all twenty-four letters, I assume. Backpack boy and Clara lawyer. So what happens with their act is uh, Backpack boy comes out wearing an awful suit with yeah. three buttons buttoned all the way up. Doesn't all, fit him all well. three of them. <laughs> we know how small he is. It's impossible to get a suit to fit him good, but. He couldn't get a suit tailored, man. He couldn't do it. He's got a boutonniere, a little flower. <laughs> He's fancy as fuck. So he takes the backpack off, unzips it. Claire Lawyer, or Claire Lawyer. Claire Sawyer, future lawyer. 
Clarissa, future lawyer, gets in the backpack. He zips it up. He fucking whips. He spins around like three times, and he just chucks the thing into the corner, the back corner of the room, and everybody <laughs> yeah. just applauds. That was his, that was his talent. <laughs> he whips her across the room, and she's. I don't in know it how that's the a end talent. of the episode. How is I that mean, a talent? I mean, feats. It's a feat of strength. That's for sure. <laughs> it's definitely she's a got feat away, of strength. <laughs> she's got to weigh at least as much as he does. Yeah, I think more probably. He's he was thin. He was the smallest yeah. man on earth. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But like, so, uh, yeah. So then all those acts go on. The, the, cl- the clarinet girls finally finish up by this point. Cookie has gotten everyone out of the other talent show over to the talent palooza. And, uh, he scoots over next to Mr. Wright. He doesn't realize he's next to Mr. Wright. Some fucking how, I don't know how he doesn't know <laughs> yeah. that. I don't know. But, but he's like, lame talent show, right? And then Mr. Wright's like, what did you say? Yeah, he's and, pissed. Know, yeah, and Cookie's like, <laughs> and he runs away. Yeah, this he was in the prom- middle of freaking yeah. slow clapping for the for the clarinet twins, and he continues to clap for them like he doesn't want to be rude. And he no, really no, did, no, no. He genuinely enjoyed it. Like I he mean, did. Yeah, and you can't fault him for that. No, not at all. But um, but, uh, <laughs> at that point is when Mose goes up and does her uh, dope woodworking skill, and everybody's yeah. laughing. People are fucking loving it. I don't know why it's so funny, but everybody's just cracking up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, woods, wood, uh, what would you say? Wood dust? No, sawdust. Sawdust yeah, is saw flying dust. everywhere. Uh, she makes a coat rack. Yeah, and she ends up hanging her, um, like, woodworking coat on it, basically. Mm-hmm. It's very intricate. It's very ornate. It's got a lot of, you know bevels and things and yeah the, you... the pole like the whole base of it is like twisting which is kind of crazy yeah it's swirly and everybody the crowd goes wild right so. yes and um at this point mr wright is in the room watching everybody he's like mm-hmm. he starts off pissed but he's starting to warm up and that's when um ned starts to introduce martin Quirley uh to do his um like cello solo thing right this is right as mr Wright is like ned come over here we come have to see have a me word bitch. with you and ned real quick is like it's quirly with his fu- what is he uh, uh funky fiddle i think is what he says yeah and then the drum and bass you know that stuff starts going and, uh, and it's not good well <laughs> sounds all right but like when you look at the way quirly is miming the the cello he's not trying at all it's fucking embarrassing. I don't know how. Because <laughs> you see him the entire time Ned and Mr. Wright are having a conversation in the back of the room. You see Quirley on stage in the background, and his hands just are not moving. Maybe he the, thought in, he wasn't in all frame. The right ways. Maybe he didn't know what the music sounded like, like was supposed to sound like. You don't think they were playing anything for him? Probably not. Maybe they were playing something completely different from what they ended up going with. It's definitely possible. Giving him the benefit of the doubt, of course. Uh, with all the um, speculation yeah and then mr Wright is uh basically like on board he's like yeah ned i get that um you did like a talent show against my shit but um maybe i'll look into these guys next time everybody seems like they're having fun yeah he's like you know what yeah i don't know what he's is he gonna make amendments to the way that he schedules the regular talent show maybe I guess so. Like, do they have in in the future? Do they uh, call back to the talent shows and show it again with uh, I, this updated formula, or no? I have no idea. 
<laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I know that they do a play, like a school play at one point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all for sure that I know. But the last tip of the episode is find your talent and go for it. Hell yeah. Good advice. Um, Everyone has a talent. That's what they say. But uh, say. so what would you rate this um, out of 10 ferrets? <coughs> Weasels. <laughs> it's a fucking ferret. <laughs> it's a weasel. So like episode 7A gave a 7.5. Episode 7PA gave a 6.75. So I'm going to give this a 7.8. All right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I think I'm gonna give this one a six point five. Okay, I'm I'm consistently rating higher than you. You are, yeah, you are <laughs> rating higher than me. I'm going six point five though. I'm sticking to it. All right. Well, do you remember what you gave the last one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, then we go right into uh, you know like standard fare. We go right into ep two, minisode yes. two, mm-hmm. episode eight B elections. Yeah, school elections where they start describing basically the different roles that you can run for. So the first yeah. one is treasurer, and uh, Zemo is the um, basically person that is running for treasurer this episode. And they talk about how the, that role handled funds, and it's also easy to win because no one goes for it. That's what they think. That's what they That's what think. They- um, honestly, I don't remember school elections that much. Um, I don't remember putting a lot of heart into it, like with my voting. Um, I don't know if I if ever I did voted. vote. I don't know if I did either. <laughs> um, I, think I always was like, "This is a sham." It meant nothing to me, and they did nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I think that all that shit is a fucking that's fake shit. It wasn't the world we were living in. No, absolutely not. Especially not in high school. We could have cared less what everybody else was doing. <laughs> yeah, but the next the next class officer position is a VP. And apparently they are the communicator. Basically, they talk to the, they relay messages about what's going on. Yeah, I feel like they're the real power. Is what they start. Is what they are like airing to in this. That's what it seems to. like. I mean, but like at the same time, I don't know. I guess they just communicate. They're like a middleman of what the president decides to the to the student body. I would say in real life, at least in real politics, the VP does shit all. Yeah, you know. They take they take the B side uh, tasks like that need to be done in a, in the course of a day. Um, and then the main one that they talk about is the class president, which is what the episode's really about. Obviously, um, and they're the ones who apparently plan social events and make some sort of actual change. I guess I don't. Even they know. make motions to improve the school, so like they could decide to build a new wing. Or two. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way, man. That's what they say. That shit's right. crazy. And I think that um, so so the the guy Doug, who we've seen before, he gets he's the guy that you only ever see surrounded by by women by by women. Yeah. Um. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Do they address why he's so beloved? He's even more popular than Seth Powers, dude. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I assume it's just because he's an attractive man. Um, but they don't ever explain the situation that goes on with Doug. Bad name. He's, he's or an kind of a strange name. Grader. Yeah, he looks like Doug funny. He's blue. 
Doug Funny wasn't blue. His friend was blue. That's right. Doug Funny was pale white. Yeah, Doug Funny was the whitest kid you've ever seen. That's he wore right. a he wore a sweater vest with a short sleeve shirt at all times. Skeeter was blue. <laughs> yeah, Skeeter. Yeah, sweater um, vest with a short sleeve white shirt. <laughs> With a um, white tee. It's an awful look. It's a bizarre look. That would be a good Halloween costume, though, if you went as Doug and Skeeter. It would be. You'd have to wear, like, a bald cap with, like, strings for the <laughs> hair or something, though. <laughs> That'd be really good, though. Yeah, um, you wear, that, like, a really big prosthetic nose. <laughs> and then you get your friend to dye their skin blue and be Skeeter. Can you imagine that? A huge That'd be incredible. Nose. You'd get on the front page of Reddit, no questions asked. <laughs> That's true um yeah so ned gets nominated by the huge crew yeah um and they he have shir- is- they have shirts that say n-e-d but when we first see them they're in position e-n-d so it looks like they say end yeah which is very them that's on brand Mm-hmm. um and the other people that he's running against is Susie crabgrass who ran and i think they said one last year with her pencil bribing and um, the other person is the weasel, not a person, but the other one is the weasel, and then Doug. So, yep. Yeah, Susie hands out pencils. She's like, "I'm the sharpest one," or whatever she says. Yeah, trash. And she also gives out candy. Yeah, they said um, going into the scene when they're in the lunchroom talking about um, where Ned is like, "I don't want to freaking run." Um, <laughs> Lisa is talking about how last year Susie spent all their cash on those neon wolves. And they like you can see them in the background of the cafeteria. These dope neon wolves. They are crazy. It's like a big moon, you know, a big yellow moon with like a purple wolf howling in it. Yeah, I mean, that's a piece that like if they found that on American Pickers, they'd be like, I need to have this. Oh, they would buy it straight away. Speaking of, you've been watching a lot of American Pickers. Yeah, so I'm working from home. So I have my uh, work laptop. I have my TV, my 65-inch TV that's mounted up on the wall as a secondary monitor. Nice. And then I have my uh, little laptop, my personal laptop, off to the side, which was playing American Pickers all day today. (laughs) All week I was just listening to, like, podcasts and stuff on my phone. But today I was like, why don't I just take this laptop over here and just play videos on this? Because yeah, my work is very repetitive and, like, doesn't take a lot of brain power for the most part. So I can just have something going on. And American Pickers is the perfect show to just have playing in the background while you do any task. You, you know, know what I recommend the people to do if they're also at home, though, is to catch up on the uh, Harbor Boys episodes that you guys have missed. Yeah, I did listen to the beginning <laughs> up until when you gave the Self spoiler plug. alert of uh, Parasite. And oh, okay. like right, and right before we started recording this, I started listening to the Dave one because I feel like spoilers will not matter for that. The spoilers don't matter at all in the Dave <laughs> one. Um, the Dave one was pretty funny. I rec- y- y- yeah, it's you, a good you're movie. Not gonna... What? Is it a good movie? No, it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor likes it though, right? Trevor loves it. It was fine. It was a movie that you know you could watch on TV. Sounds like it's got a star-studded cast. It does. It had an excellent cast. Um. Yeah, guys, go check out the uh, the new show on the Harbor Boys. Show me something. Maybe someday I'll be on it. For sure we'll be, my dude. <laughs> we just got to uh, plan the uh, the right day and time. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Back to this episode. Uh, yes. We get Cookie. Um, Cookie has printer pants. Yes, he does. He's got some dope printer pants, which have they shown those before? I don't believe that. I, I think this is the first time we've seen this uh, gadget. Because they do come back up, no? I'm sure they do, but he does wreck them this episode. He does. 
Um, uh, but he's got stats. He's got a uh, you know play by play you know stats of the election ongoing. So like, yeah, he's, he's got, essentially Ned's campaign manager, right? I would say that that's accurate. Uh, you know, but he's really his is he's his insider. He's got yeah. he's got he's got stats that no one else has. I don't know how he gets them. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, is he doing like any sort of polling? Is he calling people? Is he um, like what's going on? Where is he getting these numbers from? Is he reading people's minds? Yeah, I don't know because there's no delegates or anything in the school election. It's like he's but somehow he figures out how people are polling. So right, I don't know. Is he issuing official polls? I don't know. I don't see. I don't know where he gets his stats from. Because um, short of short of reading people's minds, I don't know how he's obtaining this information. Maybe he's got some sort of insider knowledge. I mean, clearly he has insider knowledge. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we see the huge crew who um, have got Ned posters that say "Vote Ned or you're dead." Well, well, before this, we get the the printed out stats, and we find out. I don't remember what the other statistics were, where they fell in line, but twenty five percent of the vote is going to the weasel. All right. Wasn't wasn't Ned originally tied for third with the weasel? I think he was. He was tied at the weasel, and Susie was in first. I guess. I guess they're and the then, only ones running. What no, and Doug? Doug. Doug, I think, was second. I think it was Susie, Doug, and then Ned oh, and Weasel okay. tied. That makes sense. Yeah, that sounds right. And that's right. That's when we see the Huge Cures uh, election campaign. Yeah, vote Ned or you're dead, good which slogan. is pretty good. I like it. <laughs> and they show them, like, uh, shaking a kid upside down, like, screaming at him to vote. Yeah, they're like the mafia, like, you know. <laughs> Shake them down. Right. Ned is um, ranting about how the president uh, this run for school president is a popularity contest. You he's know? not. He's not wrong. He's not wrong, but he also realizes the only way to get DQ'd from being ran for president is to get like reprimanded officially by school, right? So he's like, I got to get in trouble big time. First thing he tries to do to face lockers. Now what he doesn't know is he got the spray paint from Gordy. This spray <laughs> paint is the exact color spray paint that the lockers are yes so someone's already sprayed black spray paint they sprayed like a heart or some shit i don't remember what it was exactly on the locker yeah it was like a heart and initials it was like initials plus other initials in one coat of paint he covers this black spray paint with green no way no freaking it was pretty faded it wasn't very good spray paint that was on there to begin with i guess but i mean black it's hard to cover that up yeah, I mean, maybe it would have shown through once the paint set, you know, we don't know. Maybe, I guess. But so everyone, I think Mr. Monroe is like, look at that, he's he's helping uh, repair the color of the lockers and everything. And then Backpack Boy's like, I'm over net. He's got, <laughs> yeah. a, do- he's got a dope chain. And his- Backpack Kid has the like shit that shoots out of his backpack. It's like That's flags right. and like a vote for Ned sign. Yeah, confetti, a vote for Ned sign. It's, it's official- really dope. Official campaign paraphernalia. I don't know where he got it from or how he had it ready, but uh, I feel like his vote was already decided. That has to be, yeah, that has to be made in advance by some sort of company. You have to have that shit ordered. For sure. Um, and then the next part is where uh, Ned is still trying to figure out how the fuck he's going to get in trouble, and he yeah. goes to the gym, and because um, Gordy's like, I've got an idea for you, and he's got like a dodgeball. So um, Ned he's not, launches. He's not, wait, hold on. He's not in gym class. He goes to. He infiltrates an already going on gym class. And that's what it up. seemed like. That's what it seemed like. Because Gordy just like raises the dodgeball, and he's like, I've got you, my dude. And uh, Ned. They takes weren't even it. playing dodgeball. He just shows up with one. 
I think the other people were. Do they play that anymore? In real life? Uh, yeah. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I played dodgeball, but it wasn't with the, um, like, red kickballs. It was with, like, foam balls. Yeah, the red rubber kickballs are fucking hardcore. Yeah, that shit would fucking knock your teeth out like it does in this scene. <laughs> yeah, he chucks one, just he just throws it at Durga's face, and she goes down. But she comes right back up. She's tough, you know? And immediately endorses him. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody be more like Ned. She wants aggressive. <laughs> she wants aggressive children, being just, just hard. Yeah, uh, it's really weird in this scenario. Like the endorsements that happen. I don't remember that ever. Ha- I, like, can does that happen in real life? Like people like endorsing other people. Staff and faculty, no less, endorsing a child. Yes. For, for the school election, I thought that you'd think you would think that they'd have to be impartial, right? You would think, because that's they, where you're coming uh, from. They really just have nothing to do with the elections. Right. Um, yes. and, and then the next <laughs> scene, um, Ned invents recycling. He's trying to start a food fight. Because he's like, <laughs> okay, one surefire way to... Cl- the most, what's the most classic way to stir shit in a middle school environment with, to, to affect more, like the most people at a clip... You're in the cafeteria. It's lunchtime. You're starting a food fight, right? Yes. Although like, I've like, never been like, a part of one. No, but uh, reference. Um, what's the mo- what's the freaking movie that we watch? Max oh, Keeble's uh, big movie. Max Keeble's. Yeah, <laughs> great movie. There's a famous food fight in that movie. Okay. That is great. And the. Uh, but yeah, so he he tries to throw it at someone, but he misses. Uh, he he just ends up throwing like I guess probably an empty bottle of milk or something in the recycling bin, and uh, Seth Powers gives him props. Yeah, he's like, man, you just made recycling fun, my dude. You invented a new and unique way to recycle. Everybody, be like Ned, and then everybody's throwing stuff from across the room into the recycling bin. Good shots, Kobe. Yeah, and R. after R. every single one of these things, they just. Everybody just starts chanting Ned, like after every single one of these activities where he's trying to stir shit. Exactly. Everything misfires just classically. Um, and they find out, um, I don't know, remember how this comes up, but um, they talk about how Chopsaw was the only person who won by just uh, talking about the issues. Yeah, Dusty Chopsaw, who yeah. apparently now works at the same middle school that he went to. I've seen that before. I knew someone in middle school, and then I uh, recently saw on LinkedIn she now works there as faculty. That's heavy. But she's, like, recently started working there? No, a few years ago. But she's young. Yes. They're not like... It's not the. It's not like they went to um, Desert Storm, and then they came back and started working <laughs> at the same... You think, do you think Chopsar <laughs> went through some shit? <laughs> We uh, we established it, the birdhouse of 92 or whatever it was. That's true. That's very true. Although all that stuff seems fake now. I think he's it's honestly... It's not canon. It's not canonical. He's been faking all his shit, man. He's got real hands. Every episode to Ned's declassified as like a new James Bond movie. It like doesn't have anything to do with the last one. That's, I mean, until the overarching storylines come up, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. But he, you know, we find out that he... Um, bought a bandsaw with the washing, uh, with the the car wash money. Yeah, the same car wash money that uh, Susie Crabgrass bought the neon wolves with. 
Yes, and this is where they start. Uh, Chopsaw tries to tell Ned he's trying to like um, encourage him to run. He's like, "You got to be like a, a a weed whacker at whatever RPMs." And they start screaming "re" at him. Re? Yeah, I don't, I don't quite get the metaphor. I don't know. I don't one hundred percent get it either, honestly. But they start. But, they yeah, they start screaming "re" at him. So um, that becomes his new campaign slogan, I guess. Yeah, and this is where we find out that uh, Susie is handing out Ned is a loser candies. Yeah, for custom candy bars. And he screams re right back at her. First, he he accepts, well, yeah, he does that, and then he accepts. He's like, she's like, want a candy bar? And he's like, oh, sure. And he's like, duh. He literally says, duh. It's subtitled D apostrophe O-H, just like Homer Simpson says. Nice. So he's like, I'm not taking your candy bar, you slut. <laughs> Yeah, and so we uh, get a couple tips after that. I think right after that. Yes, I the believe. tips are you should um, have posters. Posters you are should important. Hand out flyers and make sure to keep your speeches short and simple. <laughs> right, and we do find out when he talks about the flyers, his main initiative that he's running on, fresh air for lunch. Yes, lunch. Yeah, is he wants to be able to go back outside. I guess outside. they took away that freedom. Not everybody had a nice, dope, open-air high school like we did, where you could yeah, just no. de facto be outside for lunch. I ate every single lunch outside. I didn't go inside once for lunch. I never even bought lunch in high school. <laughs> I bought lunch, but I would immediately exit the cafeteria ASAP. Now, I will say, in middle school, I think that we used to be able to go um, outside, and then we got that taken away from us. That was one of the collective punishments, because I went to kind of a bad middle school. I mean, that also happened to us in middle school, but um, I was never there when it was legal to go outside. So that was taken away before I got there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So the whole that time was like, I was there, I was stuck up. That wasn't like this class is being punished. That is like we are systematically changing the way we do lunch here permanently. Yes. Yeah, they did permanently. That's 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 pretty uh It intense. was fucked. And then shortly after when I was there, that was when they did the alphabetical seating and that shit was also fucked. <laughs> See, we did this seating where Fuck you Fucking let us have freedom <laughs> with the, the the last class before lunch. Middle school's a fucking weird time, man, where they're telling kids where they can sit by and shit. They're trying to get you to either fall in line so that you join the army or to like just become a punk and just Fuck hate that. everything about authority. You know, that's what <laughs> you, you, you go two routes. There's two there's two forks in the road. All right. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but ba- <laughs> Susie is the bribe queen. Yes. Basically, she's just trying to give people stuff. She's trying to give them T-shirts. Is what She, she does say that she's going to gonna, uh, apologize to Ned the next day, though, which is nice. That's what she says to Ned. Yeah. Maybe she won't. Maybe she will. Who knows? Doesn't seem like she will, not after losing. Well, spoiler alert, she fucking loses. So. <laughs> well, we already know that she's not well. Right? What, I mean, what do you mean? Uh, I mean, the, w- the way she was dealing with Seth Powers at the dance. That's true. That is very true. That's Call back crazy to, uh, behavior. to that episode. Trevor not, was on you know. that episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to come on another one sometime, but. Uh... Very true. I mean, yeah, um, but, she's she's very, uh, you know, not rational in the way that she does certain things. Unstable at times. At times, yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody gets to have their speeches, like you were saying. Susie shoots out the t-shirts for people. <laughs> um, 
and Doug basically just like rolls up on stage, says, vote for me, dude. You only surrounded see his, by his entourage. You only see his freaking thumb. Um, and then the weasel comes up and just like makes some weasel noises and pops away. And then right. Ned goes on and like has some like note cards and is like talking about the real issues, talking about lunch outside again. Yeah. Yeah. He's like JFK. I'm surprised that the weasel makes an appearance and is recognized as a like because Gordy's always trying to catch the weasel. Gordy wasn't there. They don't show Gordy after he hands the dodgeball off. Is he the only one that thinks the weasel shouldn't be around? I think so. I, I mean, he's like the unofficial mascot of this school, and Gordy's mm-hmm, the only mm-hmm. one that hates that fact. Yeah, the official mascot is the wolf, of course. Yeah, go wolves. Wolves and weasels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are almost the same, right? They're both predators. Carnivores. Uh, but this is where they try to... Uh, well, first, actually, it shows cookie uh giving the stats of the election um seeing where everybody's polling at and it seems that only one person is undecided and they figure out that that is freaking coconut head he's the deciding vote so first first i think it's um Susie comes up at him right and she launches t-shirt guns like multiple at him and that's what initially fricks him like he just gets messed up man it destroys him he gets a he gets a busted like fat lip. He gets a black eye. He gets a he's he's got a sling. He's got his arm in a sling. He's got a wrap around his head like he was concussed or something. That's right. Yeah, because well he hits. I mean he they they knock him over, and he hits the the tile floor. Hard. There's concrete under that tile for sure. There is. <laughs> and then after that, um, Doug the, comes d- over. Yeah, Doug they comes trample in, him. Yeah. Doug and like fifteen chicks that are completely surrounding him to the, you know, to where you can't see him. They, they, they come and they, uh, steamroll him. So he's on the ground. He's out. Ned comes over, gives him a hand. You know, he picks him back up. He's like, Hey man, you know, I guess it becomes a non-spoken thing that, uh, coconut head is just going to vote for Ned. Right. Yeah. I didn't understand that. Like Ned, uh, when the huge crew comes over, Ned is just like, no, he's going to vote for me. Like, what are you talking about? He didn't say shit. I think that like, cause we were originally helped him up. Well, we were originally, we were like, why wouldn't coconut head just vote for Ned? I thought they were friends anyway. Like, shouldn't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Why is he, why is he the undecided one? It makes no sense. Right. And then the huge crew's like, oh, he's voting for you. All right. And they fucking beat the shit out of him. So long story short, we uh, come to the point where they are announcing the winners. So Zemo yes. gets treasurer, obviously. Mm-hmm. She comes up her uncontested. Acceptance, her acceptance speech is a sniffle. <laughs> yeah. Then Quirly gets VP. I feel like uncontested as well because they also don't, uncontested. They yes. don't address anyone else running for VP except for him. No, and he tries to make a speech, and they escort him off stage like it's gonna a be, la gonna Oscars. Be, I'm gonna change the vice president, a nice president. I got ideas, 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 and yeah, and he turns him off. Fucking kick him out. They're like, take your take your fucking Riedelin, kid. <laughs> um, and this is where we see that the weasel has one president. Yep. Coconut had voted for the weasel. Slippery bastard. <laughs> that motherfucker. The weasel was the only one that didn't physically assault him. Which is, fair. I think, I think the factor, the only factor that played into his vote. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, basically what happens, I think, is that Quirley... It, they they say he's acting on behalf of the weasel. So effectively, Quirley's the president. Yes, he is. 
I mean, the weasel can't make a decision. I'm surprised that they allowed that to happen. That you know of. Maybe they could, like, put him in a cage and, like, have two options and whichever one he runs over to, that's the one they do. That'd be pretty good. You know? No one would kick, No one could get mad at that. No one could dispute it, honestly. Except for maybe Gordy. Yes. And uh, the last scene... Well, so that's where we find out. So, de facto, Martin Corley's like, all right, I'm going to take Ned's initiative to do free air lunch. I'm going to pass that. And so, the end of the episode, they're outside in the courtyard... And uh, we find out that the printer pants overheat. Yeah, no ventilation. Yeah, they didn't get aired out. Um, so they start lighting his ass on fire. Ass burn. Uh, but that that, that was pretty much the episode. It was a it was a pretty good episode. Yeah, it closes out on that. Uh, you know, Gordy puts the fire out, and uh, that's it. Um, I think that I would give this episode a seven out of ten weasels. That's fair. And since I have to give it a higher rating than I gave the last one, I'm going to give this one a clean eight. Nice. I think this was uh, a good one. It was. It was It was definitely a good episode. It was better than the first one, in my opinion. One of the stronger um, episodes that we've seen so far, I might say. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, but that's pretty much it. Uh, make sure you guys... Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at at uh, harbor underscore boys. Make sure you guys are subscribing to the iTunes feed. iTunes is key. Yes, very key. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. If you're uh, if I'm, you're YouTube people, we're subscribe. On there. Hit it up. Smash the subscribe button. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I'm Jacob. I'm Kirk. And uh, go watch some Ned Pod. Yeah.